And today we'll chant the refuges and precepts in Pali. Again, as we go through the chant together, if you're able to consider, to contemplate a little bit the, the meaning of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, and the depth of uh, the precepts, the subtleties of the precepts, and what they might mean to you. Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa. Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa. Namo tassa bhagavato arahato. Sama Sambuddhasa Buddham Saranam Gachami Dhammam Saranam Gachami Sangham Saranam Gachami Dutiampi Buddham Saranam Gachami Dutiampi Dhammang Saranam Gachami Dutiampi Sangham Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Buddham Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Dhammang Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Sangham Saranam Gachami Bhanatipata Veramani Sikapadam Samariyami Adinadana Veramani Sikapadam Samariyami Abrahmacharya Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Musawada Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Sura Merya Maja Bhamadatana Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Idame Silam Maja Fala Manasa Pachayo Otu. As we move through the practice together, Marcia and I both love to share elements of the practice that have been helpful to us and supportive. And today I want to uh, include in the instructions um, what's known as gladdening the mind. And it's, 
It's something I do every day in my sittings. And the Buddha encouraged his, his students to, in a, in a way, prepare the seedbed for meditation by gladdening the mind. And there's three, three main ways that that's, that that's done. Uh, one is by considering, uh, contemplating a few things or one thing that you're grateful for and allowing that to percolate in the mind. Another way, and that's the one I happen to be partial to, another way that the Buddha uh, encouraged his students was to consider their generous acts, whether it's picking up an earthworm and moving it off a hot sidewalk, or calling a friend when they were, you knew that they were suffering, just considering a generous act or two that you've done. Doesn't have to be anything big. And the third, um, the third main way of gladdening the mind is to contemplate the qualities of a Buddha. That ceaselessly compassionate nature, that wise understanding, that powerful equanimity. Um, so we'll, I invite you to. Um, Experiment, see what it's like for you um, as we begin our, our sitting today. So, finding that comfortable position, a position that allows your body to be erect, regal, if you will, not stiff. A position that allows your breathing to be easy your chest to be open. And just for a moment, experience the aliveness. It's a gift we've all received today. It's not guaranteed forever. So just feeling that bubbling, vibrating aliveness that we're so lucky to have for this day. And now, consider one or two things that you're grateful for. Doesn't have to be anything large. It could be as simple as your ability to see, to walk. And if it's possible for you, as you contemplate, see if you can feel where gratitude is in the body. Now I want to offer another 
another way of enhancing our receptivity to experience, enhancing and preparing the seedbed for meditation. And that is imagine that a smile spreading across your mind, whatever that means to you. And allow the smile to spread across the eyes. And across the face and to the lips. And without breaking into a Cheshire cat smile, just engage the smile muscles slightly enough so you can feel them. Maybe no one else can quite see what you're doing. But by engaging the smile muscles, there are secretions in the brain that help us soften and open. That's why we like to smile. And allowing that smile, if you'd like, to spread throughout the rest of the body, through the heart region, and beyond. And opening now for a moment to sounds. Sounds arise and pass in the open awareness of the mind. Now bringing the attention to the sitting posture. Experiencing the sensations in the body as they too arise and pass in the open sky-like quality of the mind. Noticing that particular body sensation now of breathing. Experiencing for a moment the whole breath, noticing the abdomen, the chest expanding and contracting, the air moving through the nostrils, through the throat, filling the lungs. 
and enjoying our precious friend, the breath. And the breath also, like sounds, like sensations, like all phenomena, arising and passing in the open awareness of the mind. Now allowing the attention to settle and rest on the Anapana spot, on or near the nostrils, the area of the upper lip. Allowing the attention to make that gentle but stable contact with the breath. And sustaining that contact for as long as you are able. Resting the attention at the point of contact as the breath slides over that point. Not following the breath in or out. Just resting the attention at the area of contact of the breath. Allowing our attention to remain embraced, close, not tight and not loose. 
cherishing, appreciating the breath, and maintaining that contact So far, we've offered some supports. There's the possibility of counting the breaths. For some, that's helpful. Others, not so much. And yesterday, Marcia said it may be helpful and a support to notice whether the breath is long or short. Not making a big deal of it, just a little notation, short, long. Just as a support, helping us sustain interest. If you're counting, if that's supportive for you, depending on the level of activity in the mind, it could be as simple as just utilizing the count at the end of a full breath, the end of an exhale, and inhaling, exhaling, one, inhaling, exhaling, two. Or if you notice there's a little a little agitation, it might be one on the inhale, one on the exhale, two on the inhale, two on the exhale. And up to 10, and then from 10 to one, back and forth. If when you sit down, you notice the mind, the the moment's weather, the morning's weather is very agitated. You might repeat the number one, 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 one on the inhale, one, 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 one on the exhale, two, 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 two on the inhale. And then as you settle, reducing the, the amount of counting. And I want to offer one other hint if there's the visitor of agitation. And that's for a few breaths, no more than a half a dozen. You may find it helpful to extend the exhale to slow the exhale, extend it just a little bit soft, smooth, for no more than a half a dozen breaths as a way of calming the mind and body. Then allowing the breath to resume its normal pattern, whatever that may be for the, for the sitting. And the flip side of that is if you notice that the weather is sleepy, 
you might just extend the ex the inhale bring in a little more oxygen and again for no more than a half a dozen breaths we're not doing breathing exercises or manipulating the breath just making a little adjustment bringing up the alertness or relaxing a little more, depending on the weather.
When you wake from a story or a trance, just savor that moment of awakening. Notice how it's much different than being lost in thought. It's clear, it's present, it's uplifted. So just rest in that sacred awakening for a moment. Allow your nervous system to come to know it. And then when you're ready, taking your time, re-relaxing, softening the face, allowing the shoulders to come back down. And then landing gently and lovingly to the point of contact of the breath and beginning again. Each time the mind wanders is an opportunity for us because we will wake up eventually. And then we get to enjoy that moment of presence. And then relaxing and beginning again. Never with harsh, never with any harshness or judgment. Gentleness and more gentleness.
just a few words. We're offering you a number of supports and aids, and you will, as contemplative, contemplative artists, you will choose what's useful and put aside that which isn't. In a sense, it's like we're offering you little tubes of paint, and you will choose the colors you like. But somewhere in your basket will be all those tubes of paint. And so sometime in the future, if you notice your practice maybe seems a little stagnant or a little stale or a little stuck, you might rummage around in your paint basket and come up with a little tube of paint that you haven't tried. So we, we, we offer what we can. I also want to uh, talk for a few moments about continuity which is very important in, uh, in, in developing samadhi. And that during the transition periods, we might refer to them as transition periods. It's like when you get up from sitting or you're, uh, you're coming to sitting from walking or you're in the bathroom or you're um, waiting online for food or eating. There's certainly, as you've noticed, a tendency for the mind to just take off. It's almost like a jailbreak. And so what I find helpful uh, when I'm practicing intensely is to, before I move into a transition, to kind of gather myself together just with the intention that during these first movements, that I'm going to maintain, as best as I'm able, uh, my, my awareness, my, my, my collected sensibility. And in terms of continuity, um, I've also found it helpful not to kind of get tight about it and say, OK, I'm going to be mindful from here to where I get my shoes. Well. That, in a way, I mean, there's wholesomeness in that, but it also can throw the energy body out in front. But if I can just, okay, I'm going to be, gather myself together, and I'm going to be present for just moving my legs a little bit, and then just standing up, just moment by moment. Um, there's less disappointment in that. So. Do the best you can. Um, have some fun. Don't forget to relax. Uh, and there are interview groups. If you haven't checked the board, make sure that uh, if you had an interview on the first day, you will have one today for your second interview. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.